A reading from 1 Kings. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands to heaven. He said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below keeping covenant and steadfast love for your servants who walk before you in all their, with all their heart. The covenant that you kept for your servant, my father David, as you declared to him, you promised with your mouth and have this day fulfilled with your hand. Therefore, O Lord God of Israel, keep your servant, my father David, that which you promised him, saying, There shall never fail you a successor before me to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your children look to their way, to walk before me as you have walked before me. Therefore, O God of Israel, let your word be confirmed, which you promised to your servant, my father David. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Even heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, much less this house that I have built. Regard your servant's prayer and his plea, O Lord my God, heeding the cry and the prayer that your servant prays to you today, that your eyes may be open and night and day toward this house, the place of which you said, My name shall be there, that you may heed the prayer that your servant prays towards this place. Hear the plea of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. O hear in heaven your dwelling place, heed and forgive. Likewise, when a foreigner who is not of your people Israel comes from a distant land because of your name, they shall hear of your great name, your your mighty hand, and your outstretched arm. When a foreigner comes and prays toward this house, then hear in heaven your dwelling place and do according to all that the foreigner calls to you so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you as do your people Israel and so that they may know that your name has been invoked on this house that I have built. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, You have tied your name to places that are holy. And you have tied your name to people who have become your temple. In Jesus' name, amen. So the text is part of a story that started with King David. David wanted to build a temple to God. God said, No. Maybe God knew that David's thinking was not totally pure, because when you tie God to a place, then that place has power. Solomon built the temple, and he moved the Ark of the Covenant into the temple, and people were tied to a place. Before that, the people traveled with a tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant, and God lived in a tent. Solomon built a temple, and God's name is tied to the temple, and part of that prayer also says, and the name will draw foreigners to God. So that's the story. So, have you ever been to a holy place? Like Holy Trinity Lutheran Church? Is that a holy place? Yeah. Yeah. 
Have you ever been to a holy place that doesn't have the name holy in front of it? Where you could sense power or uniqueness or the extra specialness of that place? The first time as an adult when I went to Rocky Mountain National Park was probably the biggest mountains I'd ever seen in my life, and I felt at home. Must be that Norwegian blood in my body saying, this is home. That also happened in the Canadian Rockies, too. Beautiful, beautiful. So people have always found the holy in places that are special. Might be natural, it might be an architect, like a cathedral, but places become holy, and people want to find them. So I don't know if this is about God or about people, but we seem to want to find where God is. Book of Genesis talks about the landscape, the Garden of Eden, mountains and springs and rivers and deserts, and God is there. People out of slavery, out of Egypt, ended up with the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant. And the holy went with the people as they came into the promised land. So, what is holy? Holy is where we find a place where God is. This place is holy. Part of its holiness is because generations of people have been here to worship. The wood, the pews, the altar, all hold that faith of God. The temple that Solomon built, tradition has it that it was built on Mount Morah or Mount Zion. That's the place where Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. And the Lord put a ram in substitution for the sacrifice. So a temple or a church on any street in the world can be a place where God is. And there's also holiness in people. When you have a holy place, when the woodwork and pews are polished by the hands of faithful people, when doing the dishes from communion, washing and drying, is a holy act. When you see someone cleaning up the church, that's giving honor to God. And that God has claimed this place where his name will be. 
and we know it. We become holy along with the place. Or maybe the place becomes holy because God has made us holy. Is God faithful? Are we right with God? Will God be here in our time of need? Every congregation has had rough times. This congregation, faith congregation, and maybe it felt like God wasn't here. But that's when we remember there is a new temple, not in a place, not named Solomon's temple. A new temple. The temple of Christ's body. The temple of the church, the people of God. The old temple was the place of atonement, animal sacrifice. A verse skipped in chapter 8 talks about they moved the Ark of the Covenant into the temple and they sacrificed lamb beyond measure. When I hear that, I have kind of a double picture. I have a picture of worship and burning lambs and, and blood. Lots and lots of blood for the atonement of the people. But then there's the picture of us. We, the called and baptized of Christ, we are the body of Christ. And we'd have different parts in the church. We do different things. We talk to each different person, sharing our faith, sharing that goodness of God, because we are the temple. And because we are the temple, this temple has hurts and pains, is broken and suffers. And in that brokenness, God comes and blesses our faithfulness. God takes care of his temple. As much as we would like strength and success and victory, we know that that does not happen all the time. We know we have hurts and pains and losses that we need God. And God builds that temple, not with stones, but with people, interconnected in faith, stronger than stone and mortar. By grace of God, that's who we are, the temple of God. The text has Solomon asking a question. Will God indeed dwell on the earth? And then he answers it. Heaven and earth, as great as they are, cannot contain God. So how can God be contained in a place? 
God can't. But God has promised that God's name would be in the temple, that God's name would be in a place of worship. That's what the kids said. The house of God, the house of Jesus. This is that place. God has promised to be here, to hear our prayers, to be open to those who need help. Solomon says, and the foreigners will come to hear your name. Do not shut them out. We, the church, are the body of Christ. And we're not to shut out the foreigner. We're to share God's name with them. God's dwelling place is in heaven. It means that it's someplace beyond where we are. God is always something more than whatever we can be, whatever we can imagine, no matter how grand the place of worship. God is more. God knows and has named us Pentecost people. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. It makes the church worldwide universal. Sometimes we have a hard time taking our faith from a local thinking and putting it into a world thinking. Sometimes it's easier to say God and country, but that misses the power of God's universal love for all people. There are many different ways to experience God. And God's name is there. And we worship. Solomon says, will God really dwell on the earth? And the answer is yes, through Jesus Christ of Nazareth dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. Jesus became the walking temple of God. God puts his name in a temple, and we may turn to that temple. But God is beyond that. Jesus is beyond that. And God listens to the prayers of his people. The good news for us is that God is present with us. He responds with mercy and love. And we, in a temple or in a church, in a congregation, remember that we have been brought into that kingdom through Jesus Christ. Amen.